Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show. The show within the show. Here about the DA show. DA with you and Mraz will join me. You can always download this podcast by subscribing to it. It has its own iTunes feed if you want. If you want this instead of the regular DA show. So go to iTunes and search permission granted. Or on the normal DA show iTunes feed, you'll see it as well. And of course, you can always catch it from our webpage DA on CBS and the Facebook page. So Mraz is with me, and damn it, Mraz, why did we need free Popeyes delivered here to the studio? It's, it's so, damn it. so impossible if you want to be conscious about eating to, to work around this place. Any day you can have a Carvel ice cream cake, Popeyes biscuits, and just like that, I just buried a biscuit with mashed potatoes spread on it. You just had rice and beans, and mm. really with no purpose because it's not a true lunch at that mm. point. Now I am totally fiending Popeyes. I need the biscuit, little chicken tenders, maybe. Oh yes, the mashed potatoes, the red beans and rice, mac and cheese, coleslaw. Oh, get out of here! Now I just <laughs> I don't know what is in that. There is a certain level of crack that is involved in Popeyes. Now I desperately need it after having that rice and beans. So speaking of which, on Friday night, a bunch of us went out to City Field for a little work night out as the uh, the Mets that are out of the hunt played the Reds who are out of the hunt. So it was us and 9,000 of our closest friends. Packed house. And so we all went out there, myself, you, Pete the Body, Bilotti, Billy, Jagalone, <laughs> and Planet Steve O'Morelia. Joe D. As well as Jolt and Joe D. So we had the whole crew from... The mothership past and present that were there. And that was a lot of fun. And now I feel kind of bad because you told me Berman couldn't make it because he was working Friday night. He does the updates during Bill Mm -hmm. Bill Ryder's show. rather, And during Ryder than you, he was working. And you said, no, he's not going to take off. He's got to work. And so I didn't ask him. And then after he saw the pictures, he said, thanks for asking. I definitely would have taken off from work, and now he's blaming you. Uh, it's so silly and so nonsensical. Like, heaven forbid I care about Jay Berman caring about his work, you know? Mm. He's working. He's going to Tampa Bay with me in two weeks to see the Giants Bucks. He's coming on a road trip like he did last year with me. Right. So I would think with that coming up that there's no way he would take off, and I just told him, no, he's got work, like. He's not going to put him for off. So, right. And now, all of a sudden, he sees all the fun we had. I'm not convinced he would have taken off. I think he's just saying this in hindsight because he sees a lot of the photographs, and it looked like an excellent time. Well, one of the photographs that he's seen was you in a Mets shirt that said, let's go, Mets. They, they were giving these away for free mm-hmm. on Friday. You put it on. You were already kind of 
roasty toasty by the time that you got to the stadium. Yeah. And you put this on and you were pretty roasty toasty throughout the rest of the game, as we all were. And there is a video of you pulling up your shirt, okay, showing your big belly. And uh-huh. mediocre belly, I would say. And you are chanting for Jose Reyes, Jose, 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 and you're sticking your finger in your belly button and rubbing it around like the good luck pot. <laughs> yeah. Like the Oakland A's fan banging on the drum. Yeah. And then you smell your finger and you wince. Well, it's, a st- it's I've always said of all the crevices in the body, the belly button is the stinkiest. Your belly button specifically. Yes. So. That's a, that's an above ground pool you don't want to dip into. So what was going on there? Uh, I, I don't know why I ripped up my shirt. <laughs> I don't know why I was chanting Jose, Jose, Jose. I don't even know why as a Yankee fan I was wearing my free med shirt. So for me now to all of a sudden go from all those, I don't know as to I know why I stuck my finger in my belly button and sniffed it. I don't know. You don't know about anything that you did in that moment? It's all, I know I did it. It's <laughs> just, I can't tell you my thought process. Are they regrettable decisions? For sure. Yeah. Uh, is my wife upset that some photographs have emerged? <laughs> For sure. Do I have to? Do I have to rethink how many Corona lights I have in an hour span? Sure. There's a lot of things that happen there that make you think again. What pictures or what picture specifically is Danielle upset about? Well, she's definitely here's the thing. she's definitely upset about the one you put on Instagram with my belly out. Now this stems from. Um, and a little of this is coming up on side B as I dive into my night with Bilotti. Safe to say she was not happy with me that night when I got home because I gave her the runaround. She, I overslept my train station and she had to come pick me up. Didn't say anything to me. Could tell I was a mess. I was half asleep. When I woke up the next morning, I had found out that Joe D, and this is what I'm talking about the young kids. You can't be trusted. Had Snapchatted several videos of me throughout the night, either yelling obscene things or doing disgusting things, including the image of me sticking my finger in my belly button. And he had sent all of them to her. So while she thinks I'm having a fun night out with the boys and being civil, she is getting constant video updates every 20 minutes of look what your disgusting husband's doing. Did she lay in the weeds or did she text you during the night? Oh, like, no. Hey, what are you doing? I got no text during the night. She wow. sat back. She because I she's seen me in certain situations if things got <laughs> real, if you will. And well, what is she going to say to me in the moment that's going to get through to me? She's going to wait for me to wake up the next morning and pounce. So there I am. I throw two English muffins in the toaster on a uh, Saturday morning. Figure uh-huh. I'll put a little butter jelly heads pounding. I go to down a bottle of water and bam, I got hit over the head with that conversation. Let me show you something. Come here. Puts out the iPhone. Pulls up Joe's Snapchat. She goes, you know you have a wife at home, and this is embarrassing. This is what people think I married here. I'm like, well, you did, number one. So I had to deal with all that, and I had to text Joe. I'm like, Joe, come on, man. Do we have to Snapchat everything I do? Can can every Does everything have to be public? I mean, enough of my life is public because it is. Do we need that moment being public? And then I clear all that, and then two days later, you got to hit Instagram with that picture for all the followers. Just when I tell her, okay, I'm sorry. Sucks. <laughs> well... Well, that was an epic picture because you look in your glory and you're wearing a Mets shirt, which I'll never get on you ever again. Nope. You've pulled your shirt up at a public place in a stadium full of 10,000 people you don't know that is just belly all over the place. And you look like you're just having the greatest time ever. Uh, I mean, it was a great time. It was a great time. And I didn't include the video because I thought that would be a little bit too disparaging. I would agree. (laughs) I would agree. Uh, That video is going, you know, getting deleted from the clouds. That's it. Never to resurface again. 
God. So you got in some major heat there. I got in some major heat, and it was just, you know what? And I, I, again, I will mention this. I'd be, I slept for three hours because I followed Patriots Chiefs and had kind of an empty stomach and then met a friend for an hour and drank way too much in it, like that your body should consume in an hour, and then headed to City Field to meet up with these idiots who are looking to go on a bender too, including you. Whew. Just didn't add up right. And the idea that on the way home, because obviously I didn't drive, I took a train, that I found my way from City Field Stadium through the parking lot to where the trains are and then got off and made my proper transfer and got on the right proper train is almost a heroic effort on my part. It was a pretty quick train ride. It was only 50 minutes or so. But the fact that I figured that all out, patched it together in the mind frame I was in, is probably one of my greatest accomplishments in life. Yeah, it was like Terrell Davis playing the Super Bowl with a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt. And I was just—I remember looking at people on the train, like, and they're looking at me, like, "What's wrong with this guy? Like, he's gonna puke at any point." I just—I held it all together and I fell asleep. Well, you were—you had the best performance. You were the top performer by a long shot because before Most I, fantasy points. Yeah, before I got there, I said, "How is it, guys?" Because Billy Jockalone and Joe D showed up early, and Joe D texted me and said, "Maraz is in rare form," and this was at like five o'clock in the afternoon. So I knew that you were going to be the fantasy point leader for the day. Who would you say was number two? It's got to be Steve-O Moralia. Steve-O Moralia, Planet Steve-O, our board op from the evenings. Right, pre-Joe D. Pre-Joe D was, he was in rare form. Unbelievable form. Like, that's a guy you walk away the night going, I don't know if I should be hanging out with him more or less. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best way to describe him. He had some stories. He had some jokes. He was, I mean, he was just rat-a-tat-tat. He was on his toes. If you had something, he had something to top you with. Yeah. And I embraced it all. Yeah. I couldn't get enough. And especially if, you you know, everybody's been in that. Not everybody. But if you've had a few drinks and you will know, you're more open to laughing when you've had a few. You're more relaxed, obviously. When you've had more than a few and he gives you some of the stories he gave you, I couldn't stop laughing. To the point where I, you know, bits and pieces obviously will get lost from your brain when you drink that much. The next morning, I remembered everything Steve had to say. I was really happy Pete the Body Bilotti came out as well because yes. he can he can come off as a curmudgeon here on the PGP. He can come off as he's just salty about everything. But when you get him out of that in that experience there and you know, he he was a really good time. Oh, he totally was. And he didn't he cuz he didn't meet us earlier for pregame drinks. He was at the seats when we got there. Yeah. He didn't know what was about to no, hit him when was, we got to the seats. That was a storm of brewing. He was ready to keep score of that game. He didn't know what was going <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what the night was going to bring. We went to the seats for an inning. Oh, actually, I can tell you exactly. We went into the game during the top of the first. Okay. And I think we got to the seats midway through the first. Right. You wanted to leave the seats bottom two. We left the seats bottom second to go down and get some food, and we were going to go to the beer garden in center field. Right. And... We went down there, got a couple of beers in center field, and just sat there at that table, and and that was the rest of the game. We, we went, never went back to the seats. No, it was bottom two, and we never went back to the seats because not only did we stand out there, and that it's a great vantage point from center field near the bridge. You're in yeah, your field level watching the game from the outfield. And so that was cool, but we were also access to all the food and all the drinks, and you and I did a full tour around the entire concourse looking for the best foods. Oh, so fried we, balls, baby. We went to the fried ball route, and then you also had a, a fried chicken sandwich, the Momofuku. Right, Momofuku chicken yeah. sandwich, which I pleaded with the woman behind the counter not to put pickles on it, and she kept pleading back that it's dipped in pickle juice. 
And at that point, I was just, just give me the damn thing already. <laughs> she was not happy with me as a customer. So you had uh, the fried balls. You get six fried balls. You could have mac and cheese in there. You can have pesto in there. You can have ragu sauce in there. Uh, Buffalo very... chicken one as well. Yeah, and, and I told you, it's a, it's a good app. It's a real good app, and good you app. loved them. They give you like a, an egg carton, too, yeah. which was pretty cool. Oh, it was delicious. And then you did the chicken sandwich, fried chicken sandwich, and then you wrapped up with the cookie dough. Which is arguably the, the worst mistake a Not human— cookie dough ice cream. No, no, no. Just straight cookie dough. That raw edible cookie dough, though, and to do that off of what has to equate to a 12-pack of beers minimum <laughs> is disgusting. And my throat was burning with, like, raw cookie dough— Oh, that was the thing I tasted the most when I woke up. You know, you have like those morning regretful burps the next day. Yeah, it was Bud Light and cookie dough, and I was like, "You disgrace, yeah. disgraceful human being." <laughs> well, it was a really good night. Really good to see all the guys. Uh, great to see Bilotti. Great to see Jolton Joe D. I mean, he's just Jolton Joe is moving up through the charts over at Iona College in the communications department. The guy's just crushing it. It's amazing how everybody leaves here and does better for themselves. There's no question. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Billy Jack alone, really good to see him as well. So that was very fun. And that brings us to the Nomad episode that uh, mm-hmm. I released yesterday. And that is the debut episode of season two, which is us eating the Cheetos and the Cheetos um, covered tacos and the Cheetos uh, infused mac and cheese. And going back over the footage, it reminded me that when we walked out of there, man, we were super fans of Cheetos. But yes. yet, since, neither one of us have had Cheetos, and that was about a month ago. Oh, I've had Cheetos. Oh, I you just, have? Yes. Within my favorite snack, Munchies, there lies Cheetos. Okay. So I get my cheese fixed <laughs> with the Cheetos, Doritos, Rolled Gold Pretzels, and Cheddar Sun Chips. Mm-hmm. And I've probably had 15 bags of Munchies, and I'm not talking about the big bags, you know, snack bags, yeah. since our Cheetos oh, restaurant okay. visit. So that's where my Cheetos fix is coming now. I haven't purchased a bag of fiery Cheetos or made my food with it, but I've had them. Let's rank the four episodes that you appear in in Nomad, okay? Mm. Num- number one, we just had the Cheetos. Or uh, Here's the four options. Number two, um, In-N-Out Burger, when we went out to the Final Four in Phoenix. Number three, The Italian Feast, which was actually last year's, I think, second episode of season one, second episode all time. And then number four, the Halloween candy taste test. Okay. My number one is going to be the Italian Feast. This could just be your favorite. My favorite is still the Italian Feast one. Because I remember the excitement. It was an honor to be on the first one of uh, my first appearance on Nomad. But yeah, overall, I thought that was really cool and festive and the sights and everything like that. Number two will be the Cheetos one that I just watched because I thought it was hysterical. And I think the the team, as I say, behind Nomad's production was very good at fading in my past appearances in there and doing a lot of that. Number three, if I'm watching from a viewer, I will actually go the Halloween candy one because the use of music, I think the soundtrack to that one, <laughs> what the spooky stuff was excellent. And number four would probably be In-N-Out Burger because I felt I lacked the energy I normally would have mm. because I A, we were in the final four in Arizona. B, I was on the verge of, I didn't know at the time, being very sick, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. By the next day or that night, you I had- hung over and sick. Hung over and sick. I thought I was just hung over. And then that night, it was some 12 hours later, I finally had to go to bed and I didn't recover for like six days after that. Right. So I felt the, the In-N-Out Burger one, while good, could have been better had I been my normal self. Okay. All right. That's a fair power ranking. I was happy with how the Cheetos one came out. And um, the only thing is, I, I hope that people could see- how good the food was. I'm, I think so. I think your shots were excellent. Okay. 
Yeah, somebody actually tweeted me and said, those chicken tacos look to die for. I want them right now. So I'm tasting them now. I'm picturing that crunch mm. on top. Makes me feel like Cheetos right now, actually. It does. You know, and we really waxed the mac and cheese in the episode where I don't think we gave the tacos to do. The tacos were great. Mm-hmm. And the tacos anybody can make, if you're good at making tacos at home, you're all you're doing is adding the fiery Cheetos on top of them, you know? The line that has gotten a lot of laughs, at least for me when I was making it, and then from my girlfriend when we sat down and watched the final episode last night. Oh, so you've really raked in the comments here, the comment <laughs> section of this episode. Well, every time I, I have a Nomad, a new Nomad, she wants to see it, and we want to put it on the big screen. So on the phone, you you can do a YouTube you know, stream to your TV. A viewing party in the Amendolara house. Yeah, the, the Chromecast, so I can see it on the HD and on the big screen. So we watched it last night. The line that, that has gotten the laughs is when you said, who could have seen this mac and cheese coming? We couldn't have seen Dak Prescott dethrone Tony Romo. Who would have saw Cheetos mac and cheese dethrone Kraft? <laughs> and you're like, tap your fork multiple times. <laughs> it's a great line. It's a great line. Not scripted. That's the best part about Nomad. Yeah. We're not putting a script in front of us. Yep. Everything is off the cuff. Yep. So that's available if you want to go to facebook.com slash the DA show. You'll see the most recent episode there on YouTube. Just search Nomad and Cheetos. It'll be the first thing that pops up as well, and I also tweeted it out. All right, the final thing that we got to talk about is that today we uncovered a dark piece of your past, and that is that uh, you don't actually like Halloween. You used to like Halloween up until you were 11 or 12. Then older kids beat you with a flower sock in the neighborhood. That made you stay inside for 10 years until you were 22 years old. You never went out or 21 years old until you could go out and drink on Halloween. And so now you don't connect Halloween with joyous times and eating a lot of candy. No, and I wouldn't say I hate Halloween now. I just kind of tolerate it. It's not a, I look forward to a lot of happy occasions. I don't look forward to Halloween. If somebody tells me I'm going to a costume party and we're going to drink, like, okay. But I'm not pumped like months in advance for Halloween. When I was a kid, I'd be like, yes, Halloween's coming. I'm going to get a costume, get candy. Those kids ruined this holiday for me forever. And... It's something I kind of forget about even when even when Halloween approaches. I don't remember necessarily getting beat by the sock. <laughs> I just know that I don't like it. There's something stale there. And then today, it was as soon as you brought up David Johnson's injury and do I consider Halloween a holiday? It was like this dark past of me, like <laughs> creep behind my brain. It was like Sean, let him know, let him know now, because otherwise he's never gonna you know give up on this Halloween stuff with you. Yeah, and it hurts, man. I it just it was bad. I had bruises. I had welts. I was upset. I was a big wuss. Uh, I felt as if I couldn't defend myself. I felt as if my parents weren't properly giving me the ammunition to defend myself (laughs) despite pleading. Because you wanted eggs and shaving cream to go back at them. Yeah. And maybe a flower sock. And they only gave you... Maybe a lighter to make the shaving cream squirt farther. Yeah, that's right. And then you only got silly string. I got silly string from Kmart. Yeah, woo. People (laughs) are really going to fight off the, uh, the perps with this. How many guys would hit you with the sock? picturing it right now in my brain. It's like a psychiatrist. It was definitely like a group of four to five of them, but I feel like only two went hard with the flower socks. Did they, did really they know hard. you from school or it was just any kid would have gotten beat? Any kid like walking by or whatever. Oh, look at these twerps. We don't want your candy. Come on. Whack away at you. They didn't steal your candy. No, but I'm pretty sure like my candy spilt all over and then I had to like pathetically pick it up. Right. You know, as I'm you know, that hurt, leave me alone. You know, as a little kid would be like. And you would just see these people with 
And it wasn't even popular with the masks back then. It was like, you know, wear uh, winter hats and cut holes in it like you're, you know, a cat burglar. Wow. And it just, I would get panic. I'm getting panic attacks right now thinking about anxiety going out. And like, as soon as it went dark and like the parents went away with the little, little kids and you were still out. Like that darkness that falls about 637 and you see these people in the streets and they're carrying the socks or the big pillowcases and you think it's just candy in there. But bam, it's eggs. It's all this other stuff. And it's just a lot of troublemakers. It's just it's not a good place to be. And I think they've ruined Halloween for a lot of people. I notice far less kids trick-or-treating now probably because they know it's a war zone. It's like the movie The Purge. (laughs) Halloween is a real-life purge. Anything goes. If you get the crappy daddy and go to the hospital, it's like, well, did this to you? I don't know. Some guy in a kitty litter costume. Kitty, whatever. Wearing a cat mask, out with a cat poos. It's awful, dude. It's awful. And I, these memories are never going to go away. They're always in the back of my brain. Well, if like we talked about on the air, you become a Halloween vigilante, maybe they will. Maybe you... I wouldn't be scared of a fifteen-year-old now with a flower sock. I tell you that. Yeah, wallop him right back. But the eleven-year-old Sean couldn't do it. <laughs> he couldn't do it. I was too focused on whether Kent Graham was going to throw a completion the next day or not. We should book Danny Cannell just for <laughs> Danny, do you remember playing in week six after Halloween? Perez <laughs> was distraught. Chris Calloway. <laughs> All right. Well, that is side A. You got the body Bilotti on side B? The body Bilotti, who today is out sick, but we'll ask him, because it was taped yesterday, why the heck he's out? I mean, he's got this new teaching gig at St. John's. Can he not carry the load and work two jobs at once? Plus, we'll delve more into City Field Night with Pete. What What's he teaching? He is teaching a broadcasting class or some kind of radio class at St. John's University. He's an adjunct professor now where he does a three-hour class on Tuesday nights. This is already week two, and now he's suddenly out on Wednesday morning, and he's got to wake up the next morning after a class. I told Pete, this better not be the reason why, and he's going to give us the reason why. We can't have him. If you can't do, you know, don't play with the people at night if you can't chirp with the birds in the morning or something like that. (laughs) I like that saying. (laughs) Something like that. He better not be doing that. All right, that's Side B, and it's coming up right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP Permission Granted Podcast. Mraz, host of Side B of the PGP, executive producer of the DA Show, joined by associate producer and my... uh, Copaniero on side B of the PGP. John Sterling? Yes. With Dancing Cows, it's Pete Bellotti. Pete, hello. Well, well, I want to start off also was that opening, that start, was that like the Hooked on Fox version with like the slow pace into? Every once in a while, I like to try some new stuff out. Okay. Uh, new material. If it doesn't work out, if I threw a slider that got pounded into the right field seats, hey, we move on. I guess back. that one got pounded. You come back and you throw some strikes. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into it. Couple, couple uh, things here to get, get through. Number really? one, we are taping side B here on Tuesday. The date is September twelfth. The year is the two thousand seventeen. There is a Wednesday, September thirteenth, the year two thousand seventeen, coming up. We're on the schedule. We no longer have Pete Bellotti for one day. After you continue your teaching experiment tonight, what, I mean, we're already bailing on the show if no, the teaching. No, no. What's some, going on some, here, Pete? Some business to handle. Um, <laughs> you will have uh, you will have Duffman in. Okay, Duff, uh, that should be his nickname, Duffman. I, I just want to make sure because I'm trying to be very supportive of Professor Bellotti. Yes, and something that myself and Jay Berman discussed on the previous PGP with you 
headed to St. John's University to teach. I'm at St. John's. Which is, I think it's a great thrill. I think it's awesome for you. But I want to make sure here, Pete, that the teaching doesn't take away from the task at hand. And we can count on you every Wednesday after your three-hour class on a Tuesday. Hey, hey, you can. You can always count on me with that. I just somehow I have to do some things, and this was the perfect day to do it. And well, uh, this is going to be a longer class tonight. Too, just to see how that works out as well. So it's kind of a little bit of both. Okay. You know? Well, it was a pretty long, tiring weekend for me personally, maybe for you as well. So I can relate to you being, if you are tired, coming in after a class and doing this. Well, yeah. And frankly, it all started with Friday evening. Pete, we were together. <laughs> yes. Along with Steve-O, Steve Morelia, Planet Steve-O, Joe D, Joe D'Aloisio, uh, Billy Jacalone, and D.A., I mean, basically, you know, five guys walk into a bar. We all go to the Met game, Mets-Reds. Where else would you rather be in September? The two teams buried, basically playing their AAA roster. There's a list. <laughs> we go out, and we have a pretty good night, a pretty fun night. And I will just say this, and I will openly admit this on the podcast. be tough to admit on the air. The goal plan, you were going to meet us all at about 6 p.m. As far as Steve-O, Joe, and D.A., and, and the reason I bring this up on the podcast, to take you guys a little behind the scenes on what we all do, the guys you've heard on the show. They're going to meet me at 4.30 outside City Field. There's a bar called McFadden's, and we're going to gather, kind of catch up. We haven't seen Joe and Steve, and, and well, I see Jock alone all the time, but, you know, to get everybody together. Bonding. I get out of work here after I'm done with my shift and my office hours at 3 o'clock. I have an hour and a half to kill when it's basically will take me 20 minutes to get to City Field from the station. So, so I'm going to guess that you went to the gym, and you worked out, and you, you know, had maybe a little shake, mm-hmm. a protein shake. And then you uh, went to the park and read a book. If my protein shake had a lot of hops and limes in it, then yes. No, I I ended up having a drink. <laughs> I was the guy who drank at the bar, basically. I had a buddy met me at Midtown. Uh, you know, we had a couple drinks, and I'm just, like, ticking, ticking it off. But, like, I'm looking around at my friend. I'm like, it's 3 o'clock. There's nobody. We went to Hooters. There's nobody here. Like, are we, like, the dregs of society? <laughs> so, anyway, they went down like water. I show up at City Field. We start drinking. I, Pete. I had to avoid the TMZ cameras. I was borderline a little tipsy, right? Oh, yeah, and they were around, especially here. Yeah. This past week. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, you, know, you, you got you to gotta keep the composure while having a good time. Right. So now, if you see, the way, the reason I bring this up, if you follow the DA show on Instagram, where DA handles that account at the DA show, he has sabotaged me. Joe sabotaged me. I got to one point where I had a few too many cocktails, and my belly was itching. So I pulled up my shirt, and I'm wearing a Mets shirt because it was T-shirt Friday. They were giving away shirts. This is how far gone he was, folks. He, yeah, he, he was. He was. Uh, before that, before you get to that, we uh, I finally met up with them at City Field. Right. I am up in the upper deck where basically no one's there. <laughs> As I said to Sean, we could all go home in one car. Yep. No one's there, and Sean is is very uh, sauced. As they say. Yes. He, I predict fifth inning. He's going to get thrown out. And then we make our way down to the, what are the loads level, field level, uh, to, toward the outfield. And we end up by some balls. Right. We bought some fried balls. They got yeah. fried balls. If anybody's curious, that's what I ate. You have a picture of this. Yes. In the med shirt in this, belly ends up itching me, Pete. Mm-hmm. I lift up my shirt, which nobody wants to see anyway. I still got my stupid Long Island Beach tan on my stomach. <laughs> I itch my belly to the point. One of my fingers goes into my belly button, I pull it out, and I sniff it. No, wait, hold on, hold on. That's the story you think happened. Okay, well, you would know well, more well, than me. What did happen was uh, the Mets, I think Jose Reyes had hit a home run. 
and you were starting to cheer, and then you pulled up your shirt and started to dance, and then, oh. and then from okay. that, you went and <laughs> it's your stomach, and it's your belly button. You went to sniff it, and it stunk. It stunk. Anywho, Joe D has the nerve on Snapchat to video me doing this. <laughs> Sends it to my wife. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay, and now I, I don't even know that DA is this freeze frame picture until I see this now on Instagram. I get home that night on the Long Island Railroad. I take the train home from City Field after a long day's work, long days, long nights drinking. I sleep past the stop I'm on. My wife calls me 15 times because I didn't get off the train. <laughs> I have a train conductor wake me up. I got drool all over the stupid Mets shirt. I get off the train. She doesn't say anything to me that night. The next morning I wake up, she called me every name under the book. You're oh. an embarrassment. You don't think of your wife when you do these things. I don't care you know, how much you drink or when you go out with your friends, but you don't need to be pulling up your shirt in public, smelling your belly button. <laughs> she goes for everybody to see and all this, and I think this is over. And now I got DA putting this stupid picture on Instagram, oh. and she has not yet contacted me about it, but I am in trouble. Ironically, tonight I'm going to City Field again to see the Yankees for the Rays, so going, I'm not even going to see her till I get home. She's going to be PO'd, man. But you're going with Papa Sean tonight. I'm going, I'm going with my father, yes. But the point being, I'm not going to see her Pete till I get home, and she's going to be furious about this DA picture. DA and Joe D have sabotaged me. Can't have these pictures surfacing on the internet. Well, I Is that my fault for doing what I did? Yes. Absolutely. I would say it's their fault. Keep fault. stuff in-house. But also, I will say that we had started a – we thought we were going to have a no-phone uh, picture policy, but then that went out the window quick. I hate Once that. Once that went out the window, you had to adjust. It's like it's like Bill Belichick when you, he adjusts his plays at the at the halftime. <sighs> you have to adjust your philosophy, and you got to make sure to stay away from the cameras, which you clearly did not. I did. <laughs> I clearly did not. Um, so yeah, that started my weekend and obviously, you know, Saturday rolls around, you have the college football at a friend's block party, Sunday, the NFL and Sunday night, I watched the Giants get dismantled and Pete, now you have been with me and you've known me a long time, but now officially worked with me on the first Monday after a bad Giants loss. And you saw, I was tired. I was nasty. I was cranky. I went nuts on Brandon Marshall on the air. Mm-hmm. I am not going to be a peach to be around on Mondays if the Giants go down a dark hole this season. No, I, look, I think on Monday we both were in peaches. No. On Monday. In fact, we had a big Chipotle order for lunch because yeah. we were all were just tired and we hungry. Binged. We binged eat. We binged eat a lot. Yeah. I had a lot of chips. Oh, jeez. Nobody needs that. I still have the chips. I saved them. <laughs> I saved them. And I have them as part of my lunch for today. Because today is long, a long day with the <laughs> Professor Pete coming out. At seven. Prof- are you going by Professor Peter, Professor Bellotti? I put my full name up on the board, and they can do whatever they want with it. Just- oh, a democracy in the classroom. Yeah. Call me Professor Peter, Professor Bellotti, or just call me not late for dinner, huh? Well, yeah. I, I was waiting for you to say because I knew someone would. Oh, well, but- let me ask you, a three-hour class, Peter. Are you guys taking a break in between? Are we going three hours straight no, through? No, no, no. My plan is to go to 930. Uh, well, to short, just before 10. Okay, so it's supposed to be three, but you'll go two and a half hours? Yeah, well, that would be their break, but... We'll see, but you know what though? Like I'm one of those guys that look. I'm going to teach you what I'm going to teach you. Right. I expect them to read the uh-huh. book because I'm not going to teach right out of the textbook. I'm going to teach them other things that you're not going to get. Listen in the to you. You got all the teachers speak. You know what? I'm going to test you on the textbook, so read it. But I'm going to I'm going to uh, teach about things I've experienced in the business and things you should know when you're coming into the business. Okay, so. Don't take pictures of coworkers when they have their shirts up and their right. sniffing belly button. Right. I well, think th- that'll be on their social media when we get to that. We haven't uh, got to that. 
down to the social media diagram. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you should teach them. Are you going to teach them anything about Sergio Dip? Uh, yes. I'm going to teach That's them interesting. To, uh, to, to quit while you're ahead. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Sergio he, he is a teaching lesson for anybody in any TV Definitely. or radio classes. Definitely. He had a bad uh, report during Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. But he rebounded on Twitter and on social media, but he went a little too far with his, I felt, his video. I, I agree. His, I'm out on Sergio video. Dip. We had fun like, with enough. it. I'm out on him. Enough. You All he had to do was that. And then you would have you probably. And we need to be shot. bringing up like September 11th in it and stuff. When, when the guy probably had no idea what, what was going on at the time, you know, he, he was much younger than us at the time. Yeah, no, I mean, I think no, he was a year younger than me, so I I knew what was going on. So I'm sure he yeah. knew what was going on. I'm just when it comes to September 11th, I just I'm very touchy about that subject. Like I don't like it when people use that as a crutch. Right, and like uh, I don't know, I just kind of cringed in his. We didn't play that portion of the apology video on the show because it. Probably would have been a little insensitive, so we really just stuck to the other stuff, which which was hysterical. But he did bring that up, and if you've seen the video on Twitter, you know what we're talking about. But yeah, like I'm kind of I'm out on Sergio Dip after that. Yeah, it's no. just kind of like uh, even if that's what he meant, like well, that's not why people were making fun of you. But but to another point of this, this is why the Four Letter Network. This mm-hmm. is what they get for getting rid of good reporters, good talent, and good talent. I know you have to cut costs, but you know what? You're gonna get Sergio Dip. You're going to get Rex Ryan. You're going to get bad quality. How do you feel about Field Yates? I hate him. I, hate <laughs> I knew you'd do Yates. that. Bro. I hate Will, Will Kane. I hate the thought of shoving people down our throats to say this is our new talent and try to get them over that way. They stink. I'm sorry. They do. You know what? How about you listen to your audience Jeez. and you put some people on there that, that people will... Well, like, and don't shove people in the, don't shove it in their face. It's like a thing now. I feel like <laughs> people get shoved in someone's face when they want to put someone on the air. And that's not how you do it. It happens, it should happen naturally, as far as I'm concerned. All right, so that's going to wrap up the PGP, and I certainly hope Field Gates isn't listening. Get lost. Okay. <laughs> you could follow. Affiliates. You could follow Professor Pete on Twitter. CBS PDB. And you could. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at MirazCBS. Have a Field Yates weekend, everybody. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T Mobile.com.